I'm always comparing myself to others in life. And especially here in Alaska, and especially in the outdoors, uh, there's all these great outdoorsmen and women who have these grand adventures and explorations. And I think of them as badasses. And I want to be a badass. But I don't have the risk-taking ability that everybody else seems to have. But there's one day in my life that I can look back on and say I was officially a badass. Uh, I'll never do that day again, but I was a badass. <laughs> the lead up to that day began two winters ago uh, in my small dark apartment called the Yak Shack. My best friend in the world and cousin Sid came over for dinner. I was trying to decide whether to put the red or green sauce on the enchiladas and Sid couldn't stand my indecisiveness, and because he's so confident in everything he does, uh, he took over the cooking. The enchiladas came out great. So we're sitting there eating our enchiladas, uh, talking about our dreams for the summer here in Alaska. We were looking at a chart of the Kenai Peninsula hanging on my wall, and he says, we should paddle from Homer to Seward this summer. I said, you're crazy. Um, I thought he was joking. I just kind of laughed, but he was serious. And I said, that's just a stupid idea. <laughs> so three months later, we're pushing off the Homer Spit kayak from Homer to Seward. <laughs> and we're carrying our boats down to the water, each weighing about 400 pounds packed with gear. Uh, that, uh, we got our boats from our friend that let us borrow them. And his, our, his girlfriend drove us there. And she's watching us as we bring those boats down. And I'm pretty nervous. Uh, and... I'm more nervous because there's a dead seal carcass behind us on the beach, which I think is a bad omen. <laughs> but I try to put that out of my mind, and we start to float the boats in the water standing next to them. And as we're floating the boats, uh, boats from the harbor start driving by, giving off wake. And the wake starts filling our boats and sinking them. <laughs> we haven't even gotten in, and we have 19 days and 250 miles in front of us. And Sid's girlfriend is there watching us trying to get ready for this grand expedition. I can't imagine the confidence we instilled in her in that <laughs> All of our friends are super nervous for us, thinking we could die, and we thought the same at times. Uh, but we knew we had the ability. We've been kayaking forever. We do this every day. So we got the water out of the boats, pumping them, and we set off. Uh, day one was pretty smooth. We hit some wind. But that night we found ourselves in a Seldovia bar eating pepperoni pizza and chicken wings. <laughs> and while we're sitting there, an older gentleman who looked like he was straight out of Moby Dick with a long white beard and the typical cat in his hat came over and sat down next to us. Uh, we started talking to him and we told him what we were up to. He was pretty nervous and he said to us, it's supposed to be pretty nasty out there in the next couple days. I don't want to read about you guys in the paper. And me and Sid looked at each other We thought, what is he talking about? The marine forecast is supposed to be amazing the next couple of days. So, always listen to the Moby Dick captain. <laughs> Two days later, we're setting off in the morning at about 3 a.m. trying to ride the currents. And it's pretty big seas, but what we expected for the outer coast, it's kind of rolling, rolling waves. And we're staying about a mile off the coast because the waves are crashing on the shore. The coastline is this amazing cliff all green in the early summer, and the sun's starting to rise over the cliffs. The wind's starting to pick up as the sun rises, and we're looking out to the west in the open ocean, and we see white spitting foam of the ocean, and that's starting to get closer to us. The wind starts picking up as the sun continues to rise, and we're starting to get into a little bit of scary seas as they start to break on us, these waves. And we look up ahead, 
and we see the bay we need to get into for where we need to camp. And the point to get around to, to get into that bay, is called Point Adam. I'll never forget the name of that point, Point Adam. As we look up, right by Point Adam, the waves are getting tremendously big. The wind's picking up, it's howling, we can't even hear each other at this point. Uh, we're scared. We can't turn back though. We've already come four hours into the paddle this day, and our only shelter is straight ahead. So we talk it over for a second. There's jagged rocks sticking off the point at them, and we're trying to decide whether to go left inside of the rocks or go out further into the ocean into these waves. And me and Sid are talking it over for just a second. We have to make a decision, and we decide to go further out. That's the only way around. Sid looks at me and he asks, do you want to go first or second? And I don't want to be indecisive this time. I want to be brave. And I don't want to watch the person I care about most in the world to go down. So I go first. And I set the path. And we find ourselves in the biggest waves imaginable. They're splashing left and right all around us, trying to tip us over. We have to look behind us. We have to look left, right. We have to look everywhere at once. We're yelling at each other constantly to look out for certain waves. The wind's picking up so much. My hands are clenching the kayak paddle. Uh, it's trying to rip it out of our hands. The seas are eight feet. To describe what an eight-foot sea is, or wave, imagine you're surfing, and you look up, up above you, and Shaquille O'Neal is standing above you. <laughs> but he's not just above you, he's all around you. And it's not even just Shaq, Frodo Baggins is on Shaq's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> and Shaq and Frodo are trying to tip you into the ocean. Trying <laughs> and so we're navigating these Shaq-Frodo seas, scared to death. My muscles are spasming. I'm so tired, I don't know if I can continue on. But I have to. If I'm too tired and give up, we're going to die. And I look over at Sid at one point, and the wind's blowing so hard, it takes it right out of his hands, his paddle, and it goes into the ocean. And as I watch Sid and his boat start to tip over, my heart sinks. But by some miracle, I watch Sid grab the paddle out of the ocean and pull a kayak maneuver where he slaps the water and braces himself and rights himself. I've never been so excited in my life. I screamed like I had just won the World Series. That moment gave me the excitement, the courage, and the confidence to continue on in those waves. We battled those waves for two hours, and we probably went a quarter of a mile. And the only things that went through my mind during that time were how focused I was. I've never been so focused on anything in my life, and how much I cared for someone, uh, more so in that moment than anyone, any other time in my life. And when I look back on this story, um, I really enjoy it for those two things. I don't know if I'll ever care for someone as much as I did in that moment. Uh, maybe that's what it's like to be a parent. But as we finally get, got into calmer seas and found our way up to the land, we had that movie moment where we basically fell out of the boats and we kissed the ground. We didn't even pull the boats up. We let them clank around because we were too tired. Sorry, Seven. <laughs> but as we got on land, the only thing I could think at that moment was, we're badasses. <laughs> so for one day in my life, I was officially a badass. Thank you.